Hi folks, Happy New Year and all that jazz. Uh, it's Matt here from the Ask the Arb podcast. So today I want to talk about bat surveys as we as we head into the new year. Um, but first off, I just thought I'd set the scene a little bit with some background information on ecology surveys full stop. So I mean, ecology surveys are a crucial part of the planning process. I mean, for any development project, really, they um, they help assess the potential impacts on the environment and local wildlife, as well as identifying any necessary mitigation measures that might be required. So without these surveys, um, it's possible for a project to have unintended consequences on the on the natural world and when the rubber hits the road these days you want to make sure that your project is uh defensible from a biodiversity and ecological perspective i'm sure you'd agree so i'd have you consider the possibility that these surveys are vitally important most people agree that they help protect our biodiversity each species plays a unique role in the ecosystem and the loss of even one can have ripple effects throughout the entire community and in our fragmented suburban environment this is becoming more and more important so essentially ecology surveys allow us to identify which species are present in an area on your site or adjacent to your site and how they might be affected by the proposed development or any proposed development additionally ecology surveys can help um, developers just like you avoid costly delays and modifications to their projects by identifying any of these potential issues early on and essentially then developers can modify their plans to minimize impacts on the uh, on the environment and this can save you time and money in the long run as well as improving the overall sustainability of the project so next time you hear about an ecology survey as part of a planning application just remember it's not just about the birds and the bees it's about responsible development for the benefit of uh, of everyone there's several types of ecology surveys that can be conducted as part of the planning process um, and these tend to include phase one habitat surveys so that's the most basic think of it as a as a preliminary step and it informs you the landowner or developer of what if any constraints there are like likely to be as my microphone falls around um, at the uh, at the site the survey identifies the types of habitat present in an area such as woodland grassland wetland um, and it will also identify the species that inhabit these uh, these habitats and how they might be affected by a proposed development it's a two-phase thing um, there's a desktop study of available resources. Some of those are freely available. Some have to be paid for called LERC or Local Ecological Record Centre data. And uh, during the, the, the quoting process, your ecologist will let you know whether that is something that you're going to require. Most projects tend to tend to need that and then the second bit of the phase one habitat survey is essentially the uh, the site visit or the field study where a suitably qualified individual will go out to site and collect various pieces of um, information to inform what's going on at the site and uh, and to get that baseline data and crucially also that will form part of any biodiversity net gain assessment as well 
The second bit that comes after a phase one habitat survey uh, is quite often a protected species survey. So if the phase one habitat survey, both the desktop and field study, have identified the presence of any protected species in an area, such as bats, otters, great crested newts, um, the protected species survey will be needed to, um, to be carried out to inform European protected species licensing applications and mitigation strategies to ensure your project doesn't uh, doesn't damage any legally protected species. Um, ecological impact assessments beyond the scope of this podcast really uh, it's more of a detailed assessment of the potential impacts of a development project on the environment and um, would support larger applications as would also habitat regulation assessment or HRA Um, It's a specific type of EIA that assesses the potential impacts of a development project on European protected sites such as special areas of uh, conservation or special protection areas, but that would be identified during your desktop study in the Phase 1 Habitat Survey. I can hear you, I can hear you in the background going, okay, that's great, Matt, but you were going to talk about bats in this podcast and you've rattled on for five minutes about the uh, about the baselines there well it's because very rarely is a is a bat survey done on its own in isolation there's nearly always something else that needs to be considered but if you've just been specifically asked for a bat survey um, that would be because they are one of the most required protected species surveys to uh, to support a planning application in the UK and essentially the trigger for this tends to be if you're planning the demolition of an existing building um, or you're planning to make major changes or even minor changes actually uh, to a building's roof space then you're going to need to have a bat survey um, conducted to ensure that your project won't harm these uh, these important creatures because bats are vital to our ecosystem also crucially they're protected by law meaning that it's important to consider their needs before moving forward with any um, construction project I mean just last week we had a situation whereby a customer uh, was going through the planning um, process they mentioned changes to the roof space of the property which triggered the requirement for a bat survey that they hadn't yet provided so they went out to market came to us selected us to go and do a preliminary bat roost assessment we get there works are well underway and the roof is missing off the property so that is going to cause them all sorts of problems moving uh, moving forwards so um yeah you need to watch out for that one The bat survey is simply a way to assess the potential impact that your project might have on local bat populations. It involves a trained professional visiting the site, collecting data on the uh, the presence and activity of bats as well as the type of habitat they use. So that first survey is called a preliminary bat roost assessment or a PRA. And that information is used to create a report that outlines the potential risk to bats and proposes mitigation measures um, to protect those risks. So this report is then submitted to the relevant planning authorities to help inform their decision-making process. However, um, if it is discovered that your building does have a potential, not just evidence, and this is a confusion area that comes up all the time, um, we're looking for potential. So it may be that there's no bats in your roof, um, but there are missing tiles, which uh, you know, which 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 opens up the potential for crevice dwelling bats to enter your roof space so we're looking for potential not just evidence if 
The PRA finds your building to have low potential for roosting bats or greater due to the due to the presence of those potential roosting features, then further activity surveys will be required. These activity surveys are designed to see if any bats emerge or re-enter a structure, how many, what species and where. And these surveys involve the ecologist standing outside of the building uh, looking for bats and listening for them using handheld bat detectors. Um, bats are most likely to be found using roosting sites or emerging and re-entering roosting sites around dawn and uh, and dusk. And your report will indicate whether it is dawn or dusk surveys that you require or a mixture of the two. They might also set up night vision aids, MVAs, uh, which are essentially infrared cameras around the building to monitor the building um, because cameras are better than the mark one eyeball depending on the size and layout of the building several surveyors might be required in order to observe all of the likely emergence and uh, and re-entry point and that's where the cameras really do help then these surveys can only be undertaken when bats are active so if you're having a preliminary bat roost assessment carried out now in january when i'm recording this then your activity surveys will not be able to be carried out until uh, early may next year when the bats are active um, and it's between may and september each year those surveys need to be at least two weeks apart if you need more than one so um, you need to uh, budget accordingly from a time and uh, and a financial perspective um i guess the thing to point out here as well is that not only can these surveys only be carried out in the summer months but they can also only be carried out during good weather for bats which is sort of dry mild weather not too uh, not too windy the surveys may also need to be undertaken on more than one occasion and the ecologist will will advise you on any likely uh, requirements for that following best practice guidelines from the bat conservation trust um sometimes depending on the building it uh, it might be possible to carry out the preliminary roost assessment uh, followed by the first emergent survey in the same visit so if you are um, carrying out any alterations to a property at the moment you think you might need a bat survey best to do get in contact with a ecologist send over lots of photos lots of information and they may even be able to save you some money by saying ah do you know what you're definitely going to need bat activity surveys on this one. I know that based on my experience and the photos you've sent me. Therefore, let's try and lump those two uh, two surveys um, together. Um, if the conclusion of all this is that bats are present, a mitigation strategy will need to be developed, which may require development taking place at certain times of the year use of certain materials or specific provision to allow bats to continue to use the original or uh, replacement roof if the development can't avoid disturbance or other impact to bats even for a temporary period then a license to carry out the proposed works uh, must be obtained from the appropriate licensing body before development can uh, can start on um, on on site and that will need to be done following the granting of planning permission it's not something that can be can be done in 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 advance the license application will need to be submitted by the ecologist on your behalf and uh, the ecologist will be able to advise you on the process further 
Um, you'll probably also find that planning conditions will be attached to your planning permission, requiring your development to be carried out in a certain way or in, in accordance with certain parts of the BAT report that have, uh, that have been submitted. So hopefully that's helpful, folks. I would have you consider that if your project involves a roof alterations, get that BAT survey nailed early doors to prevent pushback at planning and, uh, and also lengthy delays next summer. So I hope the um, New Year's uh, party hangovers have worn off now. Uh, I'll be back in a week or so's time and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the holidays. 